number three, and we don't slow things down. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Dan Leach, who is uh, he's just moving in, man. He's, he's hanging out. He's going to be on the show tomorrow. He's going to be hosting over the weekend with Josh Towers, doing a little solo action. I slept on his table last night. You did. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was very comfortable. It was weird to come in and, and see you here, but, you know. Yeah, you got to get to sleep at some point. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you were eating steak and eggs, tweeting out about it at... God knows what time in the morning. Uh, 4 30 a.m. A little, little steak and over easy eggs, yeah. and you, know, you can't beat it. You bring a Detroit guy to Vegas, what do you expect? He's going to be going to bed at a, at a proper time? Never. No, he's going to be hanging out, playing uh, playing slots and and little blackjack, a little poker. You yep. did it all. You only live twice, man. You got to take advantage of it. <laughs> uh, so Brad Evans is going to be joining us here in uh, just a matter of moments. He's got some thoughts on uh, on rookie props. We've talked about them. We we talked about them more last week. We even hit on a little offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year today. So we'll uh, we'll chat with Brad here in just a little bit, friend of the program. Um, unfortunately, we don't have a winner for my man, Mr. Leach. Over no, here. Now, you can't win them all. Can't now, win them all. I he, was undefeated until then. Yeah, you had the abs. That came home, right? The abs, came, the abs were down one nothing out of minus one and a half. They scored five straight. That was great. You had uh you had the a Knickerbockers. Knicks money line. Knicks money didn't line. cover. There's what smart move there on the money line because yep. they won, didn't cover. Clips you, money line. So there you go. So a good day, but my biggest play, of course, was that silly Astros game. And when you have bases loaded one down in the bottom of the tenth and you get out of that, and then don't score a run in the top. I think that it would have gone to 12-4-4, and then I can't lose. Right. And, of course, it didn't happen. Straw was the guy that hit into the sack fly that got thrown out and then scored the winning run, so he's my last draw. Yeah, game one on a, on a wild pitch, so the, Gross. Uh, the Astros get the victory there. But I'm here with you tonight, so that's all that matters. Oh, that's worth a million dollars. And No, it's not. I think it is. All right, fine, 800000 I mean, you have that 800000 uh, Am I work because I don't have that. I'm short seven hundred and ninety-eight thousand. Okay, is that enough though? I'll take the two grand. All right, it's yours. <laughs> Coffee for four years. Once again, we are keeping very close attention, and I think Brad actually had a play on this. The Rockies were up ten nothing. It is now ten eight in the eighth. Insanity. We will uh, keep our keep our eye on this. Portland Trailblazers and uh, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, we are at the point where we just need overtime. And, uh, yeah, I'm asking for too much. but I don't think you're asking for that much. You're not asking for, like, triple overtime. Not or... just one. Just just single let me, overtime Let me here. check my, because it worked last night for us, the over 55, Dame and C.J. McCollum. You know what? We're at 50. I said over 60, and you were going to win. Yeah. I, so I, I think... would say that's that's fair. 93-88. So, we, uh, yeah, we need some points here. We're, we're sitting at, what are we sitting at? Uh, one set, one eighty-one. Yeah, so big three right there, ninety-six to eighty-eight. We we need some work. We need some way, work here. How about this? As I got once again, I have the over two thirty-four. Lillard and McCollum both ten of sixteen, twenty-six for Dame. Uh, remember last night he had his thirty-four thirty-point game. He might have his thirty-fifth tonight in a back-to-back, and twenty-four for McCollum. And we talked a lot about over the last few days Portland, and you know nine of their last ten they've won. They moved up from almost being a playing type of team to now being fully in the the regular part of the NBA Western Conference postseason. That's that Blazers team, man. I don't care what happens tonight. They are going to be fascinating to watch in the playoffs. And they, I'm not saying they're going to win the West, but I would not be shocked if they made a deep run, uh, you know, into the Western Conference Finals and had a chance to get to the NBA Finals. I would be because they can't play defense. 
Yeah, but defense is optional in most of the NBA these days. Yeah. Especially the Western Conference. We were saying that last year. I think it was Charles Barkley who said uh, Portland's going to beat the Lakers, and the Lakers just said uh, they squashed them like a bug after that first game. They're only like a buck 14 a game. That's not terrible. I like like the Blazers. I like Dame. I like C.J. McCollum. Both small school guys, right? What's not to cheer for? But I, I would be surprised if they made a run. Now, once again, the importance of this game, if... Portland falters and loses tonight. Door is still open for the Lakers to get into the sixth spot. Which is crazy. And Portland drops to the sixth spot as Dallas would then jump them uh, after their big win over New Orleans. So a lot of implications on the line in this Portland game. Uh, Most importantly, they need to score more points. I need the over to come home. Brad Evans is always hitting the over. He's next. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN, hour three, and you might think, oh, we're slowing down. It's midnight back east. Heck no. Got Dan Leach, who's keeping me fired up. He got me coffee before the show. And then Brad Evans is that jolt of energy that you always need. On a tequila Thursday, joining (laughs) us in the final hour of the program is a bit risky. I talked to Aaron, our producer. I said, really? 10 o'clock mountain time. We're going to bring on Brad. Okay, let's see how it goes. So, Brad... Welcome in. How are you on this tequila Thursday? Woo! I'm ready to rock, gentlemen. I already swallowed the worm, and I'm already uh, cracking open bottle number two, so let's party. All right, let's get it rolling. Um, I know you've uh, played a little baseball tonight and uh, didn't work out for your hometown Rockies, so uh, we'll we'll try to win some money other ways. Hey, you know what? Actually, I had the Reds on the over five and a half runs. So oh, okay. I could not believe that uh, old Chichi Gonzalez was like peak Ubaldo Jimenez over six innings. But uh, all that old, reliable Rockies bullpen, absolutely putrid, absolutely rancid. And the Reds come through in the clutch now 10 to 8. And the Rockies will probably end up blowing it uh, in route uh, on a firm path and a firm road, gentlemen, to 100 losses this season. <laughs> We're talking, 100. we're talking to our uh, our good friend, Brad Evans, at Noisy Wavos on Twitter. And Brad, uh, we've certainly been talking about it quite a bit since the draft last week. Props galore when it comes to the rookies. We talked a little offensive and defensive rookie of the years. I actually made a bet last night. Uh, I brought Dan along with me. I said, we got to make a stop on the way home. i got to place a bet on defensive rookie of the year. But let's look at some props uh, because you love yeah. – uh, you love prop bets, whether it's in season, you know, game by game, or season totals. And staring at the rookies, we'll start with the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. Over under on passing touchdowns is 24 and a half for old Sunshine Lawrence. There, <laughs> what does he do this year? I think he's going to hit the over, gentlemen. And you got to remember, it's a 17 game season, and you know, futures uh, wagers in the NFL. It's a violent sport. Uh, you know, injuries do happen. Look at Joe Burrow last year. You know, it's it's a long man's game, and, and many times it falls very short. But, you know, if everything goes right for Lawrence, you could guarantee me, I would say, even 15 games. I think he could throw for 25 passing touchdowns. I like the weapons around him. The arsenal certainly not bare there in Northeast Florida. I think DJ Chark is going to storm back with a vengeance. Got LaVisca Chenault. You bring in Marvin Jones, who is highly reliable, uh, formerly with the Detroit Lions. Uh, oh, and there's the Tebow factor. You know, open up the heavens <laughs> here, guys. You never know maybe Tim Tebow will catch a touchdown pass you can wager on it I would wager uh, against Tebow even making this roster other than a spiritual uh, you know advisor for this team so 
you know, you got Travis Etienne there, obviously the uh, built-in chemistry and history uh, that he has with Trevor Lawrence. And, and the defense is very much a work in progress. I mean, they were bottom five in terms of rush yards allowed last season, passing defense as well. So it's kind of a perfect storm for Trevor Lawrence. And we know he has all-world talent, all-fields arm strength. So 26, 27 passing touchdowns in year one. Again, with the tacked-on game of the regular season, entirely doable. Yeah, yeah, T-Bow is not going to become back in vogue, by the way. Thank God. Uh, I want to talk, Brad, <laughs> about the number two pick, a guy that I love. I know that there are some people that think that he's overrated and is going to have issues with his size in the NFL, and he's probably going to get murdered behind that terrible Jets offensive line. But I love Zach Wilson. I know his, his uh, yard prop is 3,874, and the touchdown's yeah. 20 and a half. I, I just think this kid's going to – I know he's going to have issues and not get a lot of time in certain situations. I think he's going to be an explosive player year one. Am I crazy to think the over 20 and a half is good value, touchdown-wise? No, I, I actually think it is a decent value. I, I honestly prefer the yardage over on 3,800.5. Um, you know, I think the Jets' offensive line is going to be you know better than advertised. Uh, you got Beckton there, and obviously you bring in Elijah Vera Tucker, so rather formidable. And, you know, you also add uh, Corey Davis now in that mix, uh, offensively outside, coming off a banner year for the Tennessee Titans. And I love the addition, too, of Michael Carter. I think Michael Carter... A uh, guy, you know, is built like a weeble wobble, kind of Maurice Jones drew like uh, a guy that could step in and catch a ton of balls, uh, add some balance to this offensive attack. And, you know, the Jets defense will be a work in progress as well. Robert Saleh, I mean, that's uh, what he is known for. It's his calling card, his defense from his days with the San Francisco 49ers. But I think he's got a you know, rather large you know, mountain to climb to get this unit back to a level of respectability. So again, uh, I, I think it's a, you know, favorable uh, environment for Wilson because he could be scoreboard chasing this season. And I will say this guys, a little bonus time early on. Uh, I like the jets plus four and a half in the Sam Darnold bowl week. one. how about you? Ooh. Um, anything to do with Sam Darnold, I'm against it. Really? Anything <laughs> against it, Brad and Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's all about he's he's ready to lay points with uh, with a, a road one in fifteen oh, team. Yeah. I got one. something for Brad on that coming up. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to Brad yeah, Evans. Um, all right, Brad. What about let's look at Kyle Pitts, who is a a mismatch nightmare. Yeah. I, I'm bullish on the Falcons. Uh, you know, win total at seven in some spots in town. Over. Uh, I'm going to be crazy and play a nine to one for them to win the NFC South. Uh, because I just don't like the Saints, and, and Carolina's still uh, a little bit of ways, and you seem to feel that way too with taking the Jets. Kyle Pitts, his receiving yardage is, is pretty high. You're looking at, you know, uh, what, 750 and a half? So where where are you? Yeah. And, and there's some dis- discrepancies in the marketplace because I think in some spots it's it's up around 850 too. So what are you thinking about Kyle Pitts? Yeah, that was a bad MGM, and that line was so off that it's gone. Poof, yeah. it's disappeared. Uh, they yanked it already because people were hammering the under on it because of the disparity between that and, and what you see in a points bet at some of the other books that are out there. I would still be under on 750 and a half, although I think he's going to come close to that output. I mean, Evan Ingram uh, put up 722 in his inaugural campaign, and that was a banner year. You know, it's very rare that rookie tight ends, leave an indelible mark. I mean, Gronk obviously had the 10 touchdowns, but he didn't even hit 500 yards in his first season in the league. So 
Uh, again, it's uh, it's an absolute stretch for a tight end to hit 700 yards, let alone 751 for this to cash. Now, the lingering question here is, will Julio Jones be part of this team? Yeah. Uh, because that does obviously change the calculus of Julio exit stage left. I mean, you're talking probably 130 to 140 targets going to be up for grabs, uh, though Calvin Ridley would be the alpha dog. But given Pitts' versatility, the explosiveness, the route savvy, the physicality that he brings to the table, uh, you're right. I mean, he is a guy that's going to punish secondaries this season with or without Julio Jones. But if Julio was out of the equation, uh, then I might be inclined to take the over. But as it stands presently, I think he's going to be in that 700 to 725 yard range with around uh, five to seven touchdowns this season. Nothing to you know, thumb your nose at. Uh, but that line right now at 750 and a half, I think, is a little too rich for my blood. Brett, sticking with rookie receiving props, I mean, I don't know how you feel about two. I still am uh, very nervous about what he could or could not be. I mean, he's obviously a dynamic player. If he stays healthy, he, you know, the sky's the limit. But you look at Jalen Waddell, the, the second wide receiver taking the Dolphins at number six. You look at his uh, receiving props, 724 and a half yards and five and a half touchdowns if two is healthy, if he improves from the kind of issues he had towards the end of last season. I think that that's a, a, an easy over, not easy, but I love the over five and a half touchdowns with Waddle. Uh, I would be under actually on both, to be honest with you. And, and here's the reason why, you know, it, it's, it's nothing against Jalen Waddle and the skill set that he represents and he brings to the table. I mean, the guy's highly explosive. He's got the quick twitch. Uh, he's going to be a slot machine, come up lucky sevens in many cases, but Brian Flores really wants to add balance to this team. He wants to lean more on the defense. He doesn't want to put it all on Tua Tagovailoa and his arm, and he also got other mouths to feed there. Like, I, I like Devontae Parker, uh, who will not be the only game in town. You know, last season, to a certain extent, he was the only reliable wide receiver this team had when he was healthy and he was battling through hamstring injuries. You bring in Will Fuller, speaking of hamstring injuries, <laughs> uh, if he could survive, you know, and play even five games, uh, he might have been touched by the hand of Tebow, to be honest with you. Uh, and then as well, you got Miles Gask, who's going to be involved in the pass game out of the backfield. And we can't forget, too, about Mike Kosecki. So uh, I think Jalen Waddell at, on the 724 and a half yardage line. It's a little too high. I think he's going to be around 650 when it's all said and done. I, I think the touchdown line is priced appropriately at five and a half. Uh, it's going to be really close. You know, touchdowns are rather fickle, hard to predict. I think a wide up right at five. I would stay away from that. Uh, but again, on the yardage side, firm under for me. Uh, just a, a quick update. Zach Plesak took a no-hitter into the eighth. Just got broken Ooh. up, so we will not have uh, a no-no. In I wanted Seattle. to be here for one. Come on. Well, Jeff Parles isn't here, so you're right. He's, he's the no-hitter he's guy. the no-hitter uh, <laughs> magic man. He's got I think every no-hitter that has taken place. He's been in studio, uh, so no, no, no tonight in uh, in Seattle. Brad Evans joining us at Noisy Wavos on Twitter. Last year, Brad, we had two running backs, two rookies go over a thousand yards. Jonathan Taylor went for eleven sixty-nine. James Robinson went for ten seventy. Najee Harris, first-round pick out of Alabama. Uh, some people have likened him to uh, to Eddie Lacy a little bit. You're looking at a prop that has actually risen. Some spots open just 900 even, and now uh, BetMGM, we're showing 949. What type of year are you anticipating Najee Harris to have? Because a lot of people, Brad, uh, and I know the folks over at PFF have pointed towards that offensive line in Pittsburgh being a, a real massive question mark. 
Yeah, and obviously it is. I mean, they addressed it in the NFL draft out and a couple of rookies, uh, kid recurring kid out of Illinois. Uh, I believe they spent a third round pick on, but man, I'd love me some Najee Harris, guys. <laughs> uh, he has got all the skills to pay the bills and pay off some uh, tickets as well. I mean, look, he's going to be a volume king. You know, and he's going to crank it, you know, spinal tap style all the way up to 11 this year because what's his competition? It's Benny Snell, who I could maybe beat in a foot race. It's Anthony McFarland. Uh, it was more of a change of pace guy. He was uh, very underwhelming uh, last season and, you know, obviously in a rookie year. He's going to step in day one. I mean, Mike Tomlin has not been bashful about uh, singing Harris's praises and saying, look, we've been trying to find the next Le'Veon Bell. Well, Harris is that guy. And he's got the skill set to boot. Uh, not only is a, a supreme pass catcher on the backfield, he's excellent in pass pro, so he's going to see action from day one. And he's tough between the tackles. Big, wide-body guy. Uh, can drag dudes high yards after contact per attempt. He's got the shimmy and shake and the wiggle in the open field to shake guys out of their cleats. So even if this offensive line, if they could just make a small step forward, knowing Ben Roethlisberger, yeah, he's deteriorating. Yeah, he's in the twilight of his career, but still he's got Chase Claypool to stretch a field, Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster back, Eric Ebron. And he also had a Pat Fryermuth. Mm-hmm. And Fryermuth is not only an excellent receiver, he is a road grader of uh, a blocking tight ends. So he is also going to shore up this offensive line. So I think the stars are aligning here for Harris. Again, I, I, similar to Trevor Lawrence, just give me 15 games and he's going to hit a thousand yards in the ground. This is the softest market in the industry right now. It's inexplicable to me. Don't buy into the notion that, you know, that because the Steelers line uh, needs to, you know, climb a mountain to gain respectability. Volume speaks, and it is going to be cranked for Najee Harris this season. I think he goes past this over, whether at 900.5 or 949.5. Crank it up. As Tim alluded to, Brad, uh, for whatever reason, I'm all in on the Jags. Week one, at least, minus two at the Bengals. But I, I, I got to ask yeah. you, as you look at Offensive Rookie of the Year, and you, you mentioned Lawrence, of course, he's the favorite for good reason. And I, I look down the trough at e, Travis Etienne. I mean, we mentioned Robinson almost had 1,000 yards behind that line in Jacksonville last year. I know that, that Urban Meyer said he's going to be a third down back. But 20 to 1, am I being nuts to think that there's – I mean, Lawrence is very likely going to win this thing. I mean, Lance has got a chance. Justin Fields, we'll see what happens with him. Zach Wilson, I mean, they're all the, the quarterbacks that are up there for a reason. But Etienne at 20 to 1, something just jumps out to me there. And if he runs for over 1,000 yards, who cares what the Jags' record is? I just think there's some some value there. Am I am I being too excited about this one in fifteen Jaguars team? Well, I think there are better values on the board at running back, and I'm going to get to a, one of the names here in a second. Uh, I don't I don't think Etienne's going to get to a thousand. You know, a points bet right now, his rush yards prop is at six fifty and a half, and we can't forget about James Robinson, uh, who was quite the right. sensation last year. UDFA guy came in. Uh, people were like wondering why on earth did they cut Leonard Fournette? Well, the reason was because James Robinson was a real deal Holyfield, and you know, Divine and Zigbo got hurt. Uh, you had uh, Ryquel. Uh, uh, Armstead is a guy who had, you know, came down with COVID and, you know, he was impacted severely by that. So, uh, you know, the stars really aligned for James Robinson. He delivered all the goods and, you know, he's still there. And I still believe that James Robinson is going to have a role in this team, primarily inside the red zone. Now, if Jacksonville's defense uh, does not get their bearing straight, uh, you know, ETN is a guy who's going to see the field early and often because it's going to be scoreboard chasing. Right. So is there a chance there for 55, 60 catches? Sure. And I think that's the prop that I would really zero in on with ETN once that comes out as the receptions. Because if it's anything south 
of 55. I would pounce like a panther on the over on that. Now, I do love me some Javante Williams at 25 to 1 to win Offensive Rookie of the Year because Melvin Gordon is in, you know, the waning moments of his career, though he finished strong over the second half. And of course, you know, there's certain someone uh, named Aaron Rodgers <laughs> may come over via trade. Yep. And if that happens, I, I think if you're looking for this year's Jonathan Taylor, it's Javante Williams, an improved offensive line for the Denver Broncos. They got weapons all around, you know, whether it's going to be Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, or Rodgers, uh, that those guys can toss a pill to and add some balance and open some things up in the ground game. So Javante Williams, guys, a guy that logged a 48% missed tackle rate. That's obscene. Wow. It's absurd. That's explicit. Uh, I, I, you know, he did that last season, you know, not for some Division II team, but for the North Carolina Tar Heels. I think his skill set's going to transition beautifully to the next level. He is Brad Evans. You can follow him on Twitter, at Noisy Wavos. Always bringing awesome. in. Awesome. Brad, you're the man. We'll talk to you soon. Muchas gracias. Way to suck, Rockies. I'm out. <laughs> All right, I am on total watch right now. 115, 114. So close. One minute to go. It's a sweat. Woo. We'll get you updated next year on the nightcap. No, that means. Dame time. Dame time. Damian Lillard has 41 points. It is 117-114 with 32 seconds to go. I thought this thing was dead and buried. And we got free throws coming for the six uh, for the Suns. Dario Sarge, by the way, has missed three of his last four free throws, which did not make me happy. But we got free throws here for the Suns, which is great. I played this at 234. Got a free throw home there. So... Yeah. All right, so you ready? I want to know what percentage I get of this, or you can pay me in coffee. I set the over under 55, Damon CJ, last night. We we won. Yep. All right. I, what did I set it at tonight? 60. I set it at 60. What is it right now? 68. All right, you're welcome. So I might have lost my big plan today, but I told you I was going to get yours done. So there you go. That's what I do, whether I you pick me up on the side of the street or I come in on a go-kart. That's what I do for you, Tim Murray. I mean, this game was 53-52 at the half, a second half total of 115, and I felt like this was done. It is now 117-116. Phoenix is going to play this thing out defensively. Uh, so there's there's a chance, but hopefully Dame Time can come through with a bucket. They're not going to foul, unfortunately. Dame Time. There it is! Oh, oh boy. Yep, now we're going to sweat this thing out. Devin Booker was called for a double dribble. This is great. Devin Booker called for a double dribble. Now we're going to get a foul. Yep. Now you we're going to get a I foul, baby. You just got. Now, listen, we were talking to Brad, and great job by Brad Evans. Uh, my first time talking with him, and you, we are peas in the pod, like you mentioned. We're both psychos in a good way. Oh, I looked up. I thought it was dead, too. I was trying to, you know, be yeah, a team was, because I love you. It was a 105 at half. We were in but a lot I, of trouble. I looked up, and all of a sudden it was 109 109. I feel like they scored a combined 30 points in two minutes. I don't know what happened. Because that that live total went from 216 to like 233 and a half. So there you go. 71 points so far in the fourth quarter. The total went off 237 and a half. I got it at 234. And 
I said the you, the double dribble just might have saved this I opportunity. I think it did. And we listen, had we had a couple free throws and Dario Saric, and uh, so even if he misses one and makes one, it, overtime, and then it's over. I mean, you you get overtime, it's a hundred percent, hundred and forty percent. But the fact that you became alive in this late in this game, I think it's because I'm here. So I think you basically I need to be here every night. All right, there we go. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, there was a, a no hitter. Uh, there was a no hitter uh, looking, uh, and Zach Plesac uh, ultimately gave up a couple uh, a couple of hits there. So it's four to two. So uh, that is uh, that is where we stand right now. Um, and uh, I think Brent Musburger is just uh, waiting outside the studio, so he might be joining. I, I I don't know what's going on. I mean, it's a Thursday night. We got Brent waiting outside. He said that the he stu- follows me around. I've he does. Every night I've been here. Uh, Derek Stevens might be popping on by. We got we got everybody. So uh, you know, it's not every day when you you look over and you know Brent Musburger is just hanging out. So how you guys doing? Uh, we'll, you know, got two minutes till break. Two minutes. I'll do this live on air. Why hey, not? Do you want to do it now or two minutes? We're we're. All right. All right. Brent. Watching is a good. There, there's the legend himself. There he is, Brent Musburger, strolling on in. <laughs> this is why you got to love Vegas and Brent and this network. By the way, Brent has Raider suspenders on. They're brilliant. Very sharp with the Raiders hat, looking great. And Brent, uh, I have. No oh, I have 234 as a total here. Portland and Phoenix. It's 233 right now. We got some free throws coming for the Trailblazers. He got about 30 points in about two minutes. I know. Yeah, we're live on the air, Brent. We're good. Yeah, we're, we're just hanging out. There he is. That's fine. That's what, the, the, the name of this show, Brent, is a cocktail. It's the nightcap. You're just having your nightcap right there. There it is. There it is, Lance. Cheers. He's still Cheers. he's Love still uh, he's still got a beverage based off of the Dodgers winning yes. uh, what on uh, was that Tuesday night? Oh yeah. Oh, that wow. was a for three run homer. Got three the job run. done. That was it. That kid. I had it down to two strikes. I thought I was I thought it was don't don't tell Derek. We won't that I took some of his cash. We can't we, it's, you know it's our secret. This is I, ours. I, I've been drinking on his cash ever since that night. I mean, how are you, man? I'm great. I'm great. You're here. What do you think of the schedule? What um Raiders on Monday night. Aaron Oster, our producer, predicted that. Yep. He said he said Raiders Monday night to open the season. And it was yeah. You know, the league likes the Raiders better than the media. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying it's gonna be a party. We people around. I know a lot of people football, but we gotta hit a break. But that's the man. Brent Musburger, (laughs) cheers. A nightcap. Tell anybody, everybody. On the nightcap. It is VEASAN. We got Derek Stevens. He's going to pop in, too. You never know who's going to stop by on the show. Come on back. It's VEASAN. This is Saturday evening, and the VEASAN horse racing experts are analyzing the horses, jockeys, track conditions, starting positions, and prior race results to find the betting edge. Whether you play the horses every week or search the terms exacta, trifecta, once or twice a year, our team is here to get you ready to make your best bet on the Preakness. Visit VEASAN.com backslash horses to find our full race coverage. We've got special offers from our partners, picks from horse racing specialists, including Dave Tooley, 
lovely Ron Flatter. That is vcin.com backslash horses. I love this show. This is my, this is, look at this. I mean, it doesn't get better. We're just, we're just talking. I'm sweating out a, a total. Brent Musburger walks in with his Raiders suspenders, and then I'm getting texts from Derek Stevens saying, we're bringing the crew in. I'm like, it is Friday. It's Friday back east. Yep. So here you are. Friday. It is Friday. That's right. Like, is this Thursday? It's it's Friday in the east. By the way, twelve thirty five east. Come on, Tim. Let's be let's be honest. We're here because of Dan Lee's nine seven one Dan Lee's. Come on. Yeah, we Mike, got good we got here. Detroit guys and uh, Banksy is very determined. What 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 are you staring at, Banksy? What do you got? I had Phoenix. <laughs> I had Phoenix. on the money Sometimes line, or did you, you take the points? No, I got the money points? line Phoenix. You listen, you guys don't listen to me all the time. Sorry. Well, the break is 235. Well, says get the gum out of your mouth. Oh. <laughs> you got to get the it's a rookie mistake. <laughs> it's late night here. What, 7 o'clock? I need a meeting. Yeah, I told you. This is the crowdest the studio's ever it's been. It's the I love it. I love it. I love it. 100% we got, we got, we got Derek Stevens. We got Brent Musburger. How cool and is we that? Got, we got a guy from Detroit. Talking to he's Detroit guys. He has mentioned either Michigan players, Matthew Stafford. We've got a counter going. It's it's upwards of seventy seven yeah, times. I think it's almost to eighty now. I got to rep it deeper. Right? I mean, you guys know what it's all about. We're all going to be Rams fans because we all love Stafford. I got my Stafford. We love Stafford. Wait, what do you think about Stafford leaving? I mean, it was the time. It was the right time. Right time. Plus two first round draft picks. Let's go. Brad Holmes is getting the job done. Penny Sewell could be a transcendent guy. But we're long-suffering Lions fans. You guys know what it's like. I mean, it's it's uh, it's been tough to win one playoff game in sixty plus years. Can we get it done? Can we finally get there. I, I hope so. But Jared Goff, right? That's yeah, that's him. That, that's him. That's him. I didn't like Stafford, so I'm gonna go. Oh, with, I'm gonna go with Jared Goff, and let's see what we can do. I mean, I don't know who we're throwing the ball to. A couple but, guys said the, the Goff's better than Stafford. Who said that? I, I think Lombardi. Lombardi, Lombardi, Lombardi get fired. Did Lombardi or not? I, I, I don't know. I will say this. Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl a couple it years ago. Brett, Lombardi, Stafford but, doesn't want who's to better? Game. No, but, but Stafford. Stafford. Yeah, no, thank you. Stafford gives me. We we all Brent think, gives me that. Yeah, not we even all close. Think yeah, thank Stafford, you. But, hey, but who came are, out today? Who came out today and said that Goff was better than Stafford? I don't know. Bill, who, who said that? I can't imagine we don't anyone, know. We'll anyone, anyone with their we'll reasonable check some faculties. Tapes. Plus, we like the two first. Well, yeah. I mean, the deal was fine. You got, you know, you got, the deal was great. Yeah, so you got some some draft capital. I mean, what, what do you, you came in here. You didn't come in for me. You came in for Dan Leash. By the way, yeah. he's going to be here tomorrow, yeah. too. Oh, really? Tomorrow? Yeah. Saturday? Sunday? Ooh, you know, I slept in the excellent. studio last night. There we go. Look at this. They slab there. He's very aggressive. Man, you know this guy? No, no, no. He We're doesn't have a way to around all my... Trying to figure this out. Well, he's gonna learn tomorrow. <laughs> he's gonna learn tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I, I've been told. Thanks. You gonna have some Preakness winners for me tomorrow? Uh, well, yes, I will. Okay. I'm gonna have something for you tomorrow. I just, I don't know what happened with the Bob Stafford with his horse, who had <laughs> steroids, but now the horse doesn't have steroids, but he's still running the Preakness. So, but you guys did watch the Kentucky Derby, of course. My horse and came lost in a lot third. of money. And the only reason I came in third is because he couldn't get that little hole, that little scene. Little hot rod, Charlie. Came, yeah, oh yeah. Good Canadian girl. All I needed was a central quality to finish third or better, and I would have not lost a lot of thousands of dollars. I had the trifecta. If that horse doesn't come in second, that horse came in second place. Doesn't doesn't pop in there. I have three and four. Like I was. A well, it's magician. it's almost midnight. What does that pay? The tri- a lot. The trifecta. 
Oh, it's exactly. Five hundred and six dollars. Three and four. They, well, it didn't pay anything because <laughs> that second horse screwed me. Well, listen, it's it's almost midnight Vegas time. What about a midnight bourbon? That's that's what I'm on. You like my, my horse midnight bourbon? Midnight bourbon? Five to that one. For, yeah, listen, nah, the best jockey right. in the world. I rather tease Junior. Who's who's the jockey? I rather tease Junior. I think he's better, the best in the world right no, now. No, no, you no. I'll let you know tomorrow. Ooh, that's a good taste. Well, I, I want to know. I want to pull up something here since we got the Detroit. Oh, we got the Detroit. We got the Detroit contingency. Oh, three one three. Hey, you know, it's you know. the first time we've ever been on this show after nine o'clock. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I guess things get real crazy no, after nine. You came on the uh, draft recap show with Nicole. That was not after nine o'clock. Oh yeah, Nicole yeah. did a good job. She did a great job. She held up and that showed us how blood, how big a of a how big recap. of a loser you guys were. Um, I, can we, Aaron, I don't know if we could pull up. We, we were going to do some uh, prop bets, and we have one on Detroit. Uh, a 33-1 to 1 future on Detroit. Uh, I don't know if I would intrigue you guys. Lions to have an 0-17 oh, record. 33-1. to what do you think? What is this, a Anyone? Mike Palm special? We- I got grilled all day on my guys in the desert. I got grilled on follow the money. They're not going 0-17. Are you guys kidding me? Well, we were the first 0-16 team record. That is true. We, we yeah. hold that with pride. Well, no, then, you know, Cleveland Wayne stole that from us. So I think we this is the record that we want to achieve right yeah, now. 33-1. Okay? to 1. If we're going to win one record, it's going to be this one. We okay? get back to the And details. no one else is going to take that back. That, that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Thanks for, thanks for letting us out here at the 35. <laughs> we love it. You going to take it? 33 yeah. to 1? You going to go winless? I'm, I'm not taking that. I'm not taking the Lions at 21 to 1 in the division. The, the win total is 4.5. But listen, I would give up an 0 17. I would let that happen. If in two or three years it means we could actually be a contender I for the first time right. since Barry Sanders. We, we, hold on. We, 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 we got oh, the no is like minus 10,000. Yeah. Um, we got some business to, to, to handle here late night on the nightcap. What's the latest football contest here at Circa? Well, I thought we were going to the reset. You're going to stay the rest of the right show? Now? Well, no, but when, when do we go to commercial? About a minute. It's about a manscaped time, right? Isn't it? <laughs> And I could, Come on, I could do some. I could do some. Pre- I could do the Preakness read again, yeah, do the Preakness or the Indeed Studio. Oh, Indeed. We all need. We all need more people, right? Yeah, that is true. That. Yeah, it's true. Let's talk about this after the commercial. Look at this. He's producing my show for him. But I mean, we're sitting no, in his. We're sitting in his hotel, so we could do. We'll we'll do that as he drinks a, a Budweiser. Um, <laughs> wife is giving him this thing guy over there. Got a yeah, some reserves there too. Let me ask you a little thing before we go to commercial. Make people think. All right. How on earth was home goals minus two forty today versus road goals? It's crazy when you when you see what happened today. How could home goals be minus two forty? We talked about it. I brought it up on on uh, follow the money earlier with uh, Mike. I think Mike brought it up, and then and uh, my guys in the desert. We talked about it. Like, how could this be the case? Standard deviation got way wide today. How could home goals only be minus 240? Well, we'll ask you that when we come back. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. They're sticking around. It's a party. Looking to hire? Indeed will help you speed up the process. They have 135 skills tests to help you find the right candidates faster. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. 
It is the nightcap. It's a Friday back east, so we start our Friday tradition a little early this week. Derek Stevens, <laughs> big, big balls and Banksy in the house. And, you know, we had to welcome the Detroit guy. I, well, full disclosure, Derek does not reach out to me on Thursdays and saying, hey, I'm dropping by. It's because we got a Detroit guy in the studio and Dan Leach. Friday Detroit, man. We got to stick together as Detroit people. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, Dan Leach is kind of a spectacular guy, very well-known guy, kind of a celebrity. Like, all the times at Comerica Park, Ford Field, Dan Leach is the guy. When I heard he was coming out, I was like, oh, man, I got to show up. Yeah, you, you came on. You'll be back tomorrow, so we'll get, you'll get double the Dan. Double dose. You could, I mean, you could hang well, out all show tomorrow. The whole Detroit crew right here. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't. I had, I'll be honest. I don't think I knew... A big balls' name for like I just knew him by big balls since I got here. So not many people know me as anything but big balls. Yeah. So I had no idea where you were from. I Why thought is you were that? just I thought you were just created at Circa. So uh, you know yeah, in, the, in, in, in the lab. lab. In the lab. Yeah. He was yeah. a living uh, an actual living breathing prop. Like this guy <laughs> this guy lab. will eventually run Stadium Swim, so we'll just create him. So uh, I, I I didn't know. Are you, Banksy, are you you're not a Detroit guy? When did you move? You because you were born. You were. I'm from South Detroit. You know what that is? Hold on. You know what South Detroit? You were, Detroit. You were I about South Detroit. Hey, South Detroit, Windsor, Windsor Ontario, Canada. It's a great song, it's but it's South a fallacy because there is no South Detroit. It's from. You Florida. don't know that because you're from I don't know oh, Alabama or <laughs> something like that. But how do we do this? So South East Detroit. East, I think it's uh, Wyoming. No, I don't know. Wyoming. Over, but, but that's what it is. But so more or less, I'm a Detroit guy. And, and as I feel, I, I got to ask you guys this because you know you've done amazing things out here, and everyone knows that. But as Detroit guys, I, I, what do you think? I had so many people. We, you know, there's the bowling tournaments in town. There's people that are from Michigan all over the place. See my Michigan shirts coming up, repping the D. I think there's a lot of people that just don't understand. There's a misconception about Detroit that it's this you know rundown, crime-ridden city. There, there's there's a lot of amazing people, like you guys, obviously, and our, our sports fans. Yes, we've had long-suffering years with the Lions, and the Tigers haven't won a World Series in forever. we got some of the best people in the country. I mean, look at them right here. And I think there's a misconception there, don't you think? About, uh, you know, the, the Detroit. What has is... happened to my show? <laughs> he is a professional. Yeah, yeah. You've yeah, yeah. been in front of a microphone. Like, we obviously have not, right? We all love Detroit. Of course we do. Of course we do. We love a little promo Detroit. I love that. And you got to say we got an amazing city. Okay. Cool. <laughs> we like Tim Murray. I like well. I like Tim this Murray. city. I like this city. Too. Vegas is great too. I moved here. You moved here. You. I don't know. You you might just stay here. Yeah, I think it was. I'm never leaving. He's never leaving. Really? You can see. I mean, it's. I uh, can see you guys every Thursday or Friday night. I can't go anywhere. That's what. Get pre to be, this picks tomorrow. I actually just moved out here uh, for an internship and ended up getting convinced to stay. So that that's about seven years ago. And you finished your drinks. You win tonight. <laughs> well, yeah, no, like I no, said, this is, like this is, this is by the way, this is not the official. This is not the official drink off. You know, big balls. Congrats, but you know, it was. I, I didn't celebrate it. Yeah. No, it's a fake one. I'm not doing it until I see the odds up there again. <laughs> well, at that, yeah, you weren't here last odds? week. You were you were at the uh, Golden Knights game. Yeah, I, I heard about it, but listen. We didn't talk hockey. You guys haven't mentioned it yet, but we got the playoffs starting right around the corner here yep. on Saturday, Sunday. The Knights are now going to play Sunday at noon against Minnesota. How we feel about the Knights' and, chances? Oh, the Knights better go in the weight room, pump a little weights. They're a better team. 
but they don't like to play physical, and they've got to play physical. If you don't play physical in Minnesota, they're going to run you out of the building. Oh, yeah. And that's, I mean, we've got better goaltending, we got better goal scoring, but we got to play physical. If we don't play physical, it's going to be a difficult series. I heard you're going to be behind the glass on Sunday. You going to be there? Oh, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> outfits are coming, we're going. Special outfits. outfits. Are, well, yeah, we've been on the glass before. This will be my... Uh, First game this year because it's the first game that the glass is open. Wow. So we're ready to go. Hey, Dan, I don't know if you know about this, but with Banksy over here, there's a very strong conflict between Banks and, and Wilbo over here. Really? Because I thought there was nothing but love over this area. No, there is. We all work together, but Wilbo was a high flying goal scorer. He's part of the like one of the uh, captains for Brother Rice when they won all those multiple oh, yeah. championships. But then he blew out his knee, you know, it was tough. But all his buddies, his, all his line mates now play in the NHL. But now he gets to run stadium swimming and gets to kind of like bust these other guys. That's not a bad gig, no, man. That's not bad at all. That ain't a bad gig. That's not bad at all. And, and the tough thing about it is him and Banksy, Banksy was his mentor when he came in, right? So Banksy has unbelievable statistics. Two goals, 2,864 penalty minutes. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> Grew up in Windsor, played for the Boston Bruins, Detroit Red Wing alumni, and he's the only guy, and it's tough to say this, but he's the only guy that would actually get all of Boston Garden stand up and, ch- and chant Banksy, Banksy. And that's part that's of That's saying something. Think about that. He was born a goal scorer, but with two goals. <laughs> but with two goals. 2,864 penalty minutes. He was misjudged by his 42 coaches. Mm. Some but, guys just have it. Banksy obviously does. Politics, man. That's what it is. Those coaches. Well, well they it have, is. They you know, and I had to live through it and do my best. Change my ways. Not too many ways. I love the fight on the ice. I love, I love the fight. Well, you know, we we act. We, we were we were like, yes, Banksy's gonna be in studio after this Rangers Caps situation, and he had to go do his duties at the Golden Knights game last Friday. I know you got a job to do. What did you make of the Tom Wilson situation, and then the the gloves dropping on uh, last Thursday? I'm. Just- I'm torn between two things here, but what happened with Tom Wilson, you get in a scrum and with Panarin, you get in a scrum, you jump in a scrum, it's not, oh, I'm hanging on to my sister. <laughs> You're getting in a scrum and who knows what's going to happen. You go in there, you could get punched in the face and Panarin thought he'd go in there and nothing was going to happen to him. Nothing. And Tom Wilson was like, he jumped in a scrum, like, what the hell? And, you know, he pushed him away and he knocked him down. He might have been a little more aggressive than he could have been. But, again, you don't take, you know, take a time off because it's Panarin. And Panarin should have known better. And why do you think the league didn't suspend him? Yeah. He didn't right. do anything really wrong. He was, they were all in a scrum. He was just more aggressive than another guy who should not paired up with him. He could have chose to pair, pair up with somebody else, and he didn't. You go to the tough guy, and you happen to be the low scorer, well, he's not going to take it easy on you because you who you are. Right. It's not Wayne Gretzky, right? Right. You know, so, um, 
Yeah, he was a little more aggressive, but I'm not finding him. I didn't see nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I but, find him very little, whatever it was. And the yeah, Rangers, he got a he got a five thousand dollar fine only because people were, were up in an uproar. But then you turn around and all the New York Rangers coaches got fired. Half GM a million dollar, half a million dollar fine. Gerard Glantz now names getting thrown out there in in the Apple. And listen, I love Gerard Glantz. Red Wing. He's a great hey, coach. But anytime he could just I don't know if he's gonna wanna go to the, I don't know if he's gonna wanna go to the Apple and wanna coach that team <laughs> with all the politics that goes on with that team. There's a lot of crap that goes on with you coaching New York Rangers. By the way, Derek, you were mentioning uh, before we went to break, home goals against away goals tonight. So Colorado was home, Calgary was home, St. Louis was home. Home goals went off here, minus two fifty five. And home goals won 16 to 5 tonight. 16, and I have the kid, the abs minus one and a half. That's what I asked, as I wanted to ask. Like, I wasn't turning in, 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 into uh, getting the banks at all in any way, but I wanted to talk about this. How would home goals be only minus 240? Well, especially it's crazy. Yeah, I mentioned that game, the Colorado game, the minus one and a half. They're, they're playing for the one seed. They're, it's they're ridiculous. In the West. Hey, I will tell you, just like I sat here the other day on draft day, and like all the boys were making a lot of money, and I just sat there. <laughs> but you understand that. I mean, yeah. everybody, everybody brought in every every guest. You know, yeah. Like all the people that sat right there, right. they were winning. They were all very humble and nice, and I liked everybody. But everybody just destroyed us, right? Yeah. Just destroyed us. And with Banksy talking about what he's doing, I'm like, yeah, I, I get that, but think about this. How would home goals, how could home goals be minus 240? It went to 250, only 255. Yep. But it doesn't make sense to me. This would have been minus a 600. And I, I sent a text to our guys, but there wasn't a lot of action. But how could you have a team like Colorado? Right, that needs to win. That has a huge, huge standard deviation. Yep. Yeah, we're 6 nothing last night. It's the same team. I, I understand. I mean, the, the sixth other thing, I don't have recency bias on, on all sure, this, but, sure. but I mean, but it was, it's crazy. It was really crazy. 11 to 1 last two days. 16 5 was the final. 16 yep. 5 home goals beat away goals tonight. Should have made a play yeah, on that. You have to talk to some people tomorrow. Yeah. Um, all right, we only got a, a minute. You want to, what's up with the, the contests? Well, or you want to talk more about it tomorrow? You want to tease it for tomorrow? I don't know. I'll just tell a little bit about about what we've been talking about. We're we're developing our concepts over at the end of end of Mega Bar. Mm-hmm. Mike Palm, Jeff Benson, Chris Bennett, Matt Metcalf, Banksy, Wilbo over here. We're trying to figure this out. I would like to have people to text us a couple or right. tweet us a couple things about what would you do to make it better. We're gonna finalize. We have to finalize a rule set tomorrow, so we're gonna work through it. Um, Saturday's our absolute last last day to finalize the rule set, and then it's over. So what do you think? And don't give me these type of things like, oh, give him a $10 million bonus. <laughs> I take that. It's a challenge. It's a challenge for, for all of you. What do you think? Derek will be back tomorrow. Banksy will be here. Big Balls, are you going to be here? All be right. Here. Will Ball will be, be here. here. Brent Musburger stopped by today. We talked to Kenny Rice. We talked to Warren Sharp. We talked to Brad Evans. We're at a show. We'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll start it with these guys. It's the Nightcap here on Visa.